Hey guys, welcome to Shit or Get Off the Pod. I'm Laura. I'm Rob. And I'm Kurt. In spirit of spooky season, we're going to be kicking off this podcast by discussing some of our favorite horror movies, which will lead us into our first topic, Pray for the Devil, directed by Daniel Stamm, which is also starring Jacqueline Byers, and it released yesterday on October 28th. Okay, so would you like to talk about some of your favorite movies? See, I feel like I'm a fake fan because I can't really say that I have, like, favorites. I like horror films, but I don't know. It's I don't have, like, a perfect favorite horror film. But I would say the three, the three that I would go with are Hereditary, Scream, and 13 Ghosts. Now... Hereditary and Scream, I totally understand, but I gotta ask why <laughs> 13 Ghosts. Um, I think it's because I watched it at such a young age that, like, anything terrified me. The Juggernaut, and specifically? Specifically, even though he's, like, the least scary one, I think it's because he looks so much like a human being, I guess, that, like, that scared me more. Which Like, he which didn't ghost? have any... The Juggernaut. The Juggernaut. Yeah, he was just like looked like he was in a mechanic suit. So that was it. Yeah, he's like the weakest. Yeah, like, he, looking. He doesn't of look the scariest, yeah. but for some reason, he scared me the most out of everybody. Um, they used a lot of practical effects in that movie, which I really enjoy. And if uh, I watched like a documentary actually, and the house that they actually did all the shots in, they actually like created like a set with like actual moving parts and like glass panels and everything, and it looked so cool. And Speaking of, that's probably one of the craziest scenes in the movie when she gets crushed between crushed. the glass panels. Yeah, yeah. totally. That's really cool, and totally I, I cool. think that the set design of that movie is kind of yeah. far and away the highlight of the movie. I mean, it's it's kind of of an era where you know, movies were kind of yeah. fun and not you know scary, not elevated horror, which is what people say for the films of today. Yeah, I don't know anything supernatural to me like. My biggest fear is being possessed. So I feel like anything that has to do with like paranormal possession or anything like that, that's it's gonna scare me no matter what. Even oh. if it's like cheesy, corny, it's like I'll still be trying to go to bed at night and be like, is that a pile of laundry or is that a demon staring at me while I'm trying to sleep? <laughs> I remember being nine or ten years old and I was, we, my family, we would rent movies every weekend, and we rented Joyride and 13 Ghosts on the same night, and you would think that 13, 13 Ghosts would be the scarier movie, but mm-hmm. I remember being so much more scared of Joyride after watching yeah, it. Yeah, that is a pretty messed up film. Is Joyride the one where they're talking to the guy over the radio? Yeah, yeah. the CB the candy cane. starts stalking him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot, totally forgot about that movie. Didn't they make sequels that were just They really did make sequels, but I don't know part. if uh, we're going to talk about yeah. those I or acknowledge their like existence. movies where... Like, they depict the killer as, like, an actual, per- like, just a normal, everyday, average Joe. Those scare me more because I know that there's actually people out there like that. Yeah. And, like, people have kind of died in those yeah. ways. So. It can happen to you. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, exactly. So, I f- like, the more realistic stuff scares me. But possession is my <laughs> biggest fear. So anything paranormal, I'm like, eh. So yeah, 13 four. Ghosts is probably the last thing that I thought we were going to end up talking about. Um, yeah, it's a... Obscure, I guess. Uh, my three favorite horror movies, I would have to say The Thing is um, definitely number one for me. I think that the uh, the body horror that they do in that movie, it's kind of um, 
they use a lot of practical effects, which I really appreciate. And uh, they don't use a lot of jump scares in that movie, which, you know, it's more of like a psychological... Yeah, it's very slow burn psychological. Are yeah. you guys totally going to hate me when I say I've never seen this film? You have, you seen, have it. seen it. You watched you it with us. The Thing? Yeah. yeah. You watched it with what? us. Oh, like Halloween two years, two years ago. Two years yeah. ago on Halloween, yeah. Yeah, you Ooh, hated oh, it. Oh, is it the werewolf one? No, no, no werewolves. They were aliens. Oh, aliens. It's like Basically. an alien from outer space or like in Antarctica or something like that. And it, oh, yeah. That's what it was called? And then yeah, it takes the, the shape of your body. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was what it was called. Sorry. Yeah. Um, also uh, directed by the same person who made Halloween uh, 1978, which is also one of my top three favorite movies, which uh, I think it goes without saying why that would be one of my favorite movies. Um, the atmosphere in that movie just, you know, can't really be matched. It does have a lot of goofy parts, especially towards the end, but I feel like, um, you know, needed that comic relief in the movie. Is there a wolf in the movie? No. Well, a there's dog. a dog. There's okay, a, maybe that's sub- what... Siberian husky. Okay, yeah. Maybe that's what is, like, coming back. I like how he's talking about Halloween and you're still hung on the wolf. <laughs> I know, I'm like, it's, it's coming back to me in pieces. The thing that hurts me the most is that apparently the movie was so non-memorable for her that she didn't even think yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, no. She's like, what is that? I had no <clears throat> idea. I'm like, I've never seen this film before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, I think everybody should know ahead of time that you have a pretty Oh my God, memory. yeah. My memory wanna... is absolutely terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, John Carpenter, he made The Thing. He made Halloween 1978. And then my third movie actually just came out this year. I think it was uh, like Early fall, late summer. Yeah, like a month, a month and a half ago. And it was the sequel to X, Pearl, which um, I'd say it's another, like, it's a very, like, psychological movie. It is kind of like, it's got slasher elements, but I don't think it's a typical slasher movie. I think it has a lot more going on than just that. And uh, what do you uh, what do you say is your favorite top three movies, Kurt? Uh, I'm going to copy you guys a little bit uh these are all movies you know that i grew up with and watched a million times as a child uh the first is scream um i i watched scream every other day probably <laughs> on vhs when i was a kid and even with my siblings and my cousins we would play a game called scream where one of us was ghost faced and we were running around trying to kill each other um i also think everyone should know kurt is a huge horror fan so he probably knows every horror movie ever made that's not true (laughs) i mean i'm I'm a huge horror fan but i don't know everything um halloween also is one of my favorites uh i think halloween was actually the first horror movie that i ever watched when i was a kid i watched it very young way too young (laughs) my memory is so bad i couldn't tell you the first one i watched i was so scared of michael myers i remember going trick-or-treating one year and an old man came to the door with a candy bowl, but he was dressed as Michael Myers. And I flung my candy to the ground <laughs> and took off running across the yard. I was hauling ass across the yard, and I tripped over like a brick or something and ended up scraping my knee and crying and had to go home early. So Halloween uh, <laughs> really messed me up. Uh, Rob, you and I have talked about before the scene where, you know, Lori's trying yeah. to knock on everybody's door and... You know, she gets to her where she lives, and he's slowly closing in on her. It's such a good it's scene. It's one of the greatest suspense scenes I've ever seen. It's still effective to this day, I think. Definitely um, holds up. For sure holds up. It's crazy how he literally walks so slow, but yet no matter how fast you're running, he's you. right there. He's, he's right there. You. you can't run from the shape. He um, also 
we'll never die. Well, well, <laughs> we don't yeah, want to spoil go into spoilers. That's <laughs> uh, it depends on which timeline. Um, and then my final movie is The Exorcist, which I also watched way, way too young. Classic. I don't think I've ever been as scared as I was the first time I watched The Exorcist. I was seven or eight years old, probably. I was living in this really weird house at the time, and <laughs> I remember, like, very vividly remember trying to sleep that night and looking out into the hallway and it just being so dark and I was just reliving every moment in that movie over and over and over again and I was just I, w- I was terrified and then the second time I watched it a year or so later I watched a version where they played a documentary before the movie of how the exorcist was cursed and all this horrible stuff that happened on the set which we'll, we'll have to watch that sometime so you can see it's really crazy uh yeah, I almost wish that I... It kind of I... added to the fear of yeah. the movie. I was so scared. And it kind of... It was to a point where... I don't want to say it scares me now, but I still remember the fear. Yeah. So uh, th- those two things are kind of tied together. And I don't think anything's ever going to make me as scared as that movie is. Do you have like a specific scene in that movie that like when you think of that movie, it immediately comes to mind? I, I don't know if there's a specific scene... I think it's just more so that it's it's a little girl that it's happening to, and it feels very bleak. And, uh, you know, you have Father Karras, who's struggling with his faith throughout the movie. He's lost all hope in everything. His mother is just, you know, she's going through it, and she just died, and he's blaming himself, and he's, you know, he's losing his faith in God. He doesn't know what his purpose is anymore. And, you know, in a contrast to that, you have this little girl who, you know, her home life, in the shitter <laughs> uh, you know she's feeling lonely and abandoned by her father in the same manner that father Karis was abandoned by god and nice parallels there. they uh those two things kind of clash you know he has to confront the demon and save the girl and it's it's, it's all just so great and scary as hell and every performance in that movie is great the direction is great there's a reason it's considered the greatest horror film of all time, and I think it stands the test of time. I do think that anything that really involves, like, children and animals have, like, a greater impact. That's, animals yeah. especially are huge for a lot of, horror. like, yeah. horror fans. They hate watching, yeah. like, dogs or cats I get in movies. I absolutely hate it in anything when I see an animal die. I almost, like, wish they would never put... <laughs> <laughs> like I'd rather no see, animals left. Yeah, I'd rather see a person die than an animal die. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. makes me so sad. Your biggest fear is being possessed, so I guess that movie would be even more difficult for you, right? Yeah. I almost wish wish that I had seen it when I was younger. I only had just watched it in its entirety, like probably a few months ago with you. Yeah. And I feel like ago. it didn't have as much as of an impact because like the effects aren't really that great. It's, so, like, it's hard it to do- watch a movie yeah. now that came out so long so ago. Long, because the effects are so much different now that it do- I don't feel like it had that much of a impact. I think if you were to ask like a, like an average bystander walking by what their most notable scene from that movie is, everybody would likely say the scene where she spins her head around yeah. and yeah. Like, for, for vomits. For sure. It's like the most iconic to most people, but I think Kurt gave a very you know great overview of the movie and um which i also I, don't understand why did they always have to be vomiting like why is that <laughs> a thing, the thing. Like, I, I would say <laughs> that 
that's something the exorcist started and so many exorcism exorcism movies you know after the exorcist have tried to be what the exorcist was or borrowed elements from the exorcist there there are so many exorcism movies that i don't don't want to call them blatant rips ripoffs but they you know they for sure draw inspiration they draw inspiration from and so with the i don't understand why every like possession movie why does the possessed person have to have dry cracked lips i was just going to say that like get these people some chapstick yeah i was actually going to use the dried cracked lips as a way to uh bridge into the movie which we were going to talk about on this episode uh pray for the devil which released what yesterday yeah Yeah, october 28th october 28th and it was directed by who again daniel stan who made the last exorcism which i wish we were talking about that movie (laughs) instead maybe in the future um but yeah there's it's like every time you see somebody who's possessed in that movie they got some dry crusty yeah Yeah, there's some crusty lips in that one for Mm -hmm. sure they need some lip balm even after it transferred from the girl to immediately crusty immediately yeah and it's just like why does it have to have crusty lips (laughs) i don't know maybe that's what's horrifying to most people. Is that's that what happens. They're yeah. dry, cracked lips. Well, whenever your worst fear comes <laughs> to Sherry's light, worst fear. And you're, you know, you'll get possessed, and then your lips will crack, and oh we'll know God. if that was yeah, a no. real thing. Well, I guess we should give a, a brief overview of what the movie specifically is, and spoiler warning for anybody listening who hasn't watched the movie yet. Um, it's basically about a woman who is a nun, and she is being basically followed slash slash harassed by this demonic uh, presence. Ever since she was a young girl, her mother, who was possessed by this demon, would torment her, and she would abuse her. And so it's kind of been following her her whole life. Um, Apparently, when she was 15 years old, she had a kid who comes into play in the movie. Um, And throughout the movie, it's just her going back and forth trying to battle this demonic presence and at one point she thinks she's overcome it and then eventually it gets to a point where the demon has taken over her child has possessed the the young girl and she has to basically look like she was going to sacrifice herself right. or at least it, it seemed to me that she was going to sacrifice herself to save her daughter to save yeah. the daughter and it kind of took a different turn it did. i thought mm-hmm. for sure she was sacrificing herself when yeah. she mm-hmm. You know, when she's still alive after the scene, I <laughs> it would have been much more impactful for me. If she died. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then um, one of the weaker points in the movie, which would be the ending, after, you know, she saves the daughter, the demon goes into her, and then she fights off the demon somehow, and she's... It, she got it's like in a, the bath, right? Like the... Yeah, she the got baptismal. basically self-exercised. And she goes to the Vatican. She gets basically a promotion. And once she gets there, she's in the back of a taxi. And shit starts getting weird. She sees a lady looking at her. The taxi driver starts looking back towards her and saying her name very, like, softly in, like, a low voice. And then she's looking at the lady out the window. And she looks back to the taxi driver. And he's sitting right next to her. And he kind of, like, reaches towards her and, like, lunges at her. And it's just, I think that was one of the more weak points to the movie. Um, it's kind of like a very cliche ending, in my opinion. Did you guys have like the same vibe from that? I feel like it could have definitely been a better ending. I feel like they kind of it. It was as if they were gonna like wrap it up that she like 
took out this demon and like obviously you can't get rid of all evil but like she was overcoming the demon she was getting this promotion to be some kind of lady exorcist which was like nobody had ever done well, I think there was like one yeah, before like her yeah lady <laughs> <laughs> so she was like I don't know felt like she was going to come out on top she was doing a bunch of good things and then they were just like oh just kidding I, I you can't ever escape in, in my mind there's not I mean, there's not gonna be a sequel to this movie yeah, but in my yeah. mind she did come out on top I, th- I think she had she's got the power <laughs> I just feel like it was kind of cheesy how she like took out the the cross and it was just like yeah pointed well, at like to me the entire thing with the way it wrapped up felt almost like an extended pilot episode for a TV series. Like, she's right. faced these trials, That's a great and now episode. she's ready to go on and, you know, take on other demons. Like, yeah. week to week, yes. there's, like, a new demon that she's got to take <laughs> out. Uh, um, overall, as as corny as some of it is, and for sure you were right, you hit the nail on the head about there, it being a cliched movie, just all over the place. Every every demon movie trope is in this movie. <laughs> for sure. I, I had such low expectations for this that I walked away yeah. enjoying it for the most part. <laughs> I, I Not to say that it's a great movie, but it, I think it's an entertaining, watchable movie. If this came on TV on a rainy afternoon mm. and I was just like flipping through the channels... I to me I just I might not change the channel. I feel like it's too much of a slow like a slow burn. I don't know. I feel like maybe if they put some more like exciting, I don't know, more jump scares or something kind of like to keep you on your toes. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was kind of monotone, I don't know. <laughs> Boring. <clears throat> See, jump scares to me are like the cheapest form of horror, you know, it's just like they add in some loud music and some cutscene where somebody jumps in and like grabs a character pops up into frame and it, to me that's the cheapest form of horror and I'm like I much more enjoy like psychological horror where it makes you think about it like even after the movie like um hereditary is a great example of that like you you think about that after the movie like what did I just watch and yeah. you know what happened in this movie at the beginning I even talked about um that with Kurt that I thought it was going to be you know, like a psychological issue in the family, like maybe the, the mother had schizophrenia or mm. something like that. And then at the end of the movie, you came to realize, you know, it had nothing to do with that. Yeah. I still think that kind of like loops into society and how they'd be like, oh, this is what's wrong with you, even though it has nothing to do with that. I, I think it, you know, it leaves, leaves it up to you to interpret it. Um, what do you think was the scene that stuck out to you the most in Pray for the Devil? Like, which scene that did you see and you're like, whoa, that was cool, or like, whoa, that was, like, pretty scary? Um, I feel like the part that made me laugh the most is when she gets locked in that room with that patient, the guy, and he just randomly starts, like, dancing with her and has his tongue out. Like, what is with the tongue? The tongue was really funny. (laughs) And the noises it, he was making, too. Yeah, it reminds me of um, the Nightmare on Elm Street when <laughs> the tongue comes out of the phone. He's like, I'm your boyfriend now. Yeah. <laughs> that is a really funny scene. Um, but I would say probably her, the little girl, it's Natalie, right? 
when she's like yeah. walking up the wall backwards. Yeah. Like any kind of weird like bone manipulation, like body distortion mm-hmm. type thing. Well, then every exorcism movie will. Yeah, I know. It's just <laughs> it's like it's like creepy. Like your body can't do that, and you would think after like they're no longer possessed, there has to be some ramification to yeah. their bodies distorting in that way, and it just never happens. In some movies and shows, they do stuff like that where once the demon is exercised or whatever, the human is definitely affected yeah. by the possession. But uh, more often than not, it's like it, nothing happened. Yeah. It's like your bones would definitely be broken For when sure. she slides under that bed. <laughs> that was... I really had to... Like stifle my laughter when she slides under the bed. Now you you didn't see coming because Natalie, uh, the young girl, was introduced pretty early on in the movie. One twist that you didn't see coming was that Natalie <laughs> oh, was yes. actually the main character. I believe her name was Anna. Yeah, Anna. No, sister was, Anne. Sister sister Anne, sister Anne yeah. rather. Um, that Natalie was her daughter, and I I pretty much assumed that right well, away. Well, the only time where I would have like I put two and two together was, I don't even remember. I just, I remember <laughs> turning to you. She's like, oh, it's going to be her daughter. But, like, in the beginning, we had no idea that she had had given her baby up or she had right. had a baby at all. So yeah. Yeah. That, that kind of happened. slowly yeah, unfolds. Like, yeah. But, like, once you find that out, it's yeah. just such an obvious twist. You're like, okay, well, this, this girl is the daughter. <laughs> I thought there was going to be an even darker twist to that movie because when... Um, there's a, a side character who is uh, Sister Anne's friend at the church or um, wherever it is that they're practicing these exorcisms. His sister um, was raped uh, when she was younger and she had the kid aborted and she got possessed afterwards. And this um, clergyman asked for her assistance to exorcise the demon out of his sister. And there was a scene where Natalie... Uh, was possessed and they were trying to exercise her where it's like she drew a picture it was like una chica or whatever mm-hmm. and i think natalie even said una chica and it shows like a, a pregnant woman on a piece of paper and then right when they were actually doing the exorcism on this guy's sister um there's like a scene where the demon specifically looks up at sister Anne and says at least uh, she knows who got her pregnant or something mm-hmm. along those lines. And immediately in my mind, I was like, wow, is this going to be a dark twist where, like, the brother raped the sister and made, like, the baby and they got it aborted? And I don't know if that was supposed to be in the books and then they decided to scrap that, but that's really the way it seemed in my mind that it was going to go. Maybe it was a better decision to not do, do was that. Was this based off a book? Dark. I'm not sure. Yeah, I have no idea. But, but I did not have that thought process at <laughs> me, all. I have to say, me neither. <laughs> and to be fair, she does say that she was wasted, and I believe she, she also said... very young, wasted. She the, said main that she's, the main character says yes. that. Yes, Sister yeah. Anne said that when she got pregnant, she was super wasted, and I believe she said she didn't know who the father was. Yeah, she, she did yeah. not. So... Actually, did we just find something wrong? <laughs> no, I was I was talking about his the clergyman's sister said that. Yeah, but the demon was talking to Sister Anne, saying, "Well, at least you know who your, the baby's father was." No, I, I think, think she's saying, saying at least that the demon was possessed. The oh, person who's possessing. Yeah, okay, yeah. got you, got you. Ooh. So I thought there was going to be like a super yeah. dark twist. Oh, and then that yeah. whole scene with the fan came on, and I think we all laughed at that. Because <laughs> we did that. Just, just laughed uh, at the fan. <laughs> I, I want to say... Some. 
that scene, you know, as funny as some of that is, mm-hmm. I like the idea of trying to connect with the person that the demon is possessing. Because mm-hmm. in, it's in so many exorcist movies, you know, the, the priests come in, and they're all confronting the demon. Right. And this is, it kind of leads with empathy for the person. And I appreciated that because it's, Yes. Uh, it's a slight difference. In... Sister Anne does bring that up, yeah. saying that instead of treating them like a victim or just a victim, you know, like... Yeah, there's a person in here. Yeah. But right. We should be connecting with this person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that that was a fascinating take. I do feel like that's what actually makes the scene more sad because she does feel like she made the connection with her and they were able to overcome this demon just to come to find out the next day that it was just hiding and she ended up taking her own life. So I feel like that has a little bit more of an impact because you think like they were able to overcome this and they weren't. No matter what you do, you can't save everybody. Right. I, um, another twist that I thought was going to happen and what that, um, the main character felt guilty about, I thought that she, had killed her mom to escape like her um, abuse and torment. I thought that was going to be another thing. That they... I, I I agree with you about that thought process yeah. because it, the therapist in the movie was you know talking a lot about guilt and what you hold on right. to. Right. And there were a couple times where she's like staring at her mother dead and you know the blood's coming mm-hmm. out of the back of her head. And I was like, oh man, she her mom tried to attack her and she killed her mom and she's feeling guilty about that and she's being haunted by you know being the guilt of saying yeah. yeah being responsible for her mother's death. I actually almost wish that's how it happened. I feel like in my mind that was like, that would have been like the moment, you know, the typical turning point in like this type of movie where the person has to combat their like past trauma. And then once they do that and they confront it, they overcome it. And then, you know, sunshine and daisies from there, everything's all good. But um, it really took a different turn and I'm not sure if that's for the better or for the worse but um it definitely seemed like something that could have you know taken play I do also think it's weird when they're down in like the catacombs or whatever you want to call it she um she takes one for the team you know she wants to save her daughter so she invites the demon finally after it saying let me in for the whole entire movie, she finally <laughs> yeah, accepts she him in. It. And um, they, I feel like the, the killing of the other priests were just kind of like just thrown in there. Like there was really no purpose of them dying. There was no purpose of them dying. And, and it wasn't anything exciting either. Like yeah. two of them just got like pulled back into the shadows. So like you see yeah, nothing. just tossed And then into the one, you don't see how they ended up dying. Yeah. They just cut over to them finding him bloodied on the side yeah. of the, like I, I don't I feel understand like they why the demon went, would yeah. take take those lives but <clears throat> yeah, spare the lives even, of the other people. Right, just who were that there. one, Father yeah. Dante, I think yeah. it was. I don't know why he was like magically saved. Yeah. <laughs> um also I thought it was weird that um I mean obviously this whole time, even when the demon was possessing sister Anne's mother it really just wanted sister Anne because yeah. they said she was like a some kind of holy yeah she was person. god's yeah, warrior like, basically yeah she was god's she was meant for like greatness against yeah evil. so he, 
the evil wanted to overtake her. But after, I'm wondering if after she accepts the demon inside of her to save her daughter, if it still continues to go after Natalie because maybe Natalie would be, I don't know, like a, it's a part of Sister Anne, so maybe like she would also be. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, taking a little wine break. We're getting refills right now. Oh, uh, we don't have to take a break. I'm just. Well, I didn't mean an actual break. I just meant that's. Uh, <laughs> would you like some noises more, the, in the background? The nice would you like some ASMR. More wine? I would love some more wine. Would you guys yeah. like some wine? <laughs> you hear Thank that you, fine pour? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I feel like I would rate the movie. It, it wasn't my personal cup of tea. I would give it maybe like a two out of five. It wasn't that exciting to me, but I mean, overall, it wasn't like a terrible movie. What, what, are what about you, Rob? Thoughts? What do you think? Um, I went in with very low expectations. I think, you know, both of you would agree on that with me. <laughs> I think we all did, yeah. yeah. Um, just from the, the previews and the trailers, and I actually talked about this with Kurt yesterday, that it seemed almost like a movie that'd be from, like, 2010, where it's, like, very predictable, very, like, you know, you, you don't really get surprised by much, yeah. which is fine. You know, there's no issues with that. But um, after you know, actually getting into the movie and watching it, maybe because the expectations were so low. I came out um, liking it more than I thought, which I'm still not going to give it a very high right, grade. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Five stars! <laughs> I, I think I gave it a two walking out the door, which does sound really low, but I I didn't even expect that much going right. in. So. What about you, Kurt? Uh, I also had... I, my expectations could not have been lower <laughs> than they were. I was pleasantly surprised by how much I was entertained by the film. There are certain it touches on every trope, like I mentioned, uh, but that it didn't really bother me. There, there are always going to be movies that you know, or they have those tropes and cliches, and mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't bother me. I thought it was entertaining. I, I, I like that they had the lead with empathy sort of uh, aspect to the exorcisms. Uh, I, I on my letterbox, which sounds stupid and pretentious, <laughs> uh, I gave it two and a half out of five, but I feel myself leaning more towards three. I wish I could do like two point seven five on letterbox, <laughs> uh, but I guess here I could do whatever the hell I yeah, want. Right. <laughs> so uh, two point seven five out of five oh, wow. for Pray for the Devil. It's not a great movie. It's not a game changer. It's not going to break the mold of uh, the tired exorcism films, but it's 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 fine. It's a rainy afternoon. You have nothing else to do, so you might as well just watch this. Yeah, you might be entertained by you it. You guys should all watch it and let us know what you think. Yeah, on a rainy afternoon. Rainy, yeah, rainy afternoon. And not that it um, not that it necessarily matters, but. The movie was also PG-13, and that's not saying that a PG-13 movie can't be good if it's a horror movie, but I feel like it's definitely heavily restricted in the content that can be shown. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a movie like this specifically where it's dealing with, you know, exorcisms and certain body horror and stuff, I feel like it really could benefit from an R rating because you can really go more into it. But then again, if it's an R rating, maybe you get less of an audience, you're not 
attracting as many people into the theaters, and I guess they had to do what was best for them, so I get it. Yeah. So overall, I think it's a fine movie. Definitely give it a shot, see, see what your take is on it, but... I don't think it's anything I would need to watch a second time. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Didn't hate it. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, Next time, yeah. we're going to be talking about Barbarian. Barbarian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, Lots of thoughts about yeah. Barbarian. So, tune in. Don't miss it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya.